Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music-filled trip to America's jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. And now, and now, prepare yourself for the only talk radio show you'll want to turn up. Crank this thing. Sirius XM Pandora presents the place where your hard rock and metal voice can still be heard. You got your ass, baby. Unfiltered, uncensored, say whatever you want. Hit the record button. Anything can happen, you know. I know that ain't nobody out there came to be mellow tonight, now did you? I say, I say there ain't nobody. I say there ain't nobody not out there that even wants to be a little bit mellow. Now is there? Anybody wants to get mellow, you can turn around and get the fuck out of here. All right. This is the Trunk Nation podcast, podcast. with host A Trunk. What's up, everybody? It's Eddie Trunk, and welcome to another episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast, new every Thursday and always free wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening, and please be sure to subscribe so you do not miss one episode of the podcast. And every Thursday, you'll get some new stuff into your inbox featuring newsmaking interviews with some of the biggest names in rock and metal. And as I tell you every week, the interviews you hear... And everything you hear pretty much outside of this segment itself originated on my Sirius XM radio show, which is called Trunk Nation, and now heard at a new time and on a new channel. Trunk Nation is now daily, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time, noon to 2 Pacific, live on Faction Talk, and that is Sirius XM channel 103. So please note that we are up and running on 103 in our new time slot, again, 3 to 5 Eastern Come on board and join me every day for Rock Talk, interviews, your phone calls, analysis, news, discussion. Hope you join me for the Daily Trunk Nation. You're just getting a tiny fraction of what I do on a daily basis on the radio if you are in the U.S. or Canada and only listen to the podcast. Be sure to follow me on social media as well, at Eddie Trunk. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and a Facebook page. A lot of upcoming appearances soon as well. Uh, 18th and 19th, I'll be in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, Monsters on the Mountain. On the 20th of August, I'll be in Tulsa hosting Poison, Tom Kiefer, and L.A. Guns at the BOK Center. Uh, other stuff coming up is all on eddytrunk.com, including Rocklahoma, which is in the Tulsa area Labor Day weekend. And a lot of other stuff. I'll hit it as we get a little bit closer, but hope to see you out and about at some of these events. And again, be sure to keep an eye on social media for info, details, and updates, and also an ear to the radio on The Daily Show on Sirius XM, Faction Talk 103. Today I have for you a show from my Vegas studio 
Anthrax, who are currently out on tour with Black Label Society and Hatebreed, had the second stop of their tour happen in Las Vegas, my second home. I've got about a 35-year or actually more friendship with all the guys in Anthrax. Literally grew up with those guys in the New York area from day one, and they remain close friends to this day. So I hit them up to come by my Vegas home studio, and they did on a show day. Sitting in with me in my Vegas residence was Scott Ian, Frank Bello, Joey Belladonna, and Charlie Benanti. And we had a great time hanging out and doing pretty much an entire radio show live that day. And Zach Wilde called in during the conversation. And it also led to some great conversation because we now know that Zach and Charlie are a part of this Pantera tribute that's going to go out. And they were very willing and open to talk about that, which we did do in this interview. So a lot of big stuff in here on Anthrax, Zach, BLS, and even Pantera. Uh, we take you now to Las Vegas a couple weeks ago, the Trunk Nation West studio and Anthrax with a guest appearance from Zach Wild. Here's how that all went on the Eddie Trunk podcast. All right, we're back. We are live from Vegas, and uh, joining me in the studio here, in, sitting right in front of me, is Joey Belladonna, lead singer of Anthrax. Joey B., good to see you. Hey, Eddie. <laughs> Hi, Fred. Hi, Fred. <laughs> Love Fred. Thanks for inviting me to your house. It's a stern man. thing right there. Next to Joey B is Charlie Benanti. Good to see you, Charlie. Hey, Eddie. How you doing? Good, man. Good. Cool. What's the kiss shirt today? What do we got? A jean rock and roll. Wow. There's no way that's legit, is it? It's legit. It's legit? Absolutely. You want that at kissonline.com? GeneSimmons.com. GeneSimmons.com, <laughs> and you're going to pay me for that shirt. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is a great shirt, by the, by the way. Yeah. It's a great shirt. By the way. It's for the rock and roll uh, anniversary. They did like four. Really? Each, each guy. Yeah. Rock and roll over maybe my favorite Kiss studio record. Do you agree? Yeah. All right. All right. It's we could do the whole show on that in a second. Here. All right. Let's, let's do it. Uh, and next to Charlie is uh, Frankie Bello. Hello, Eddie. How are you? Who just asked me who won last night. Mets or Yankees. Mets won again. 2-0 in the Subway Series. So Eddie's having his time with me right now. It's uh, fine. I can deal with it. It's been it's okay. going on. Why, why stop busting balls after 40 years? Look. <laughs> That's gonna. Do you do think it. we'll have a subway series? No. Why? What do you mean? We no had why? we had one in two thousand, and if I remember yeah, correctly, thanks, Scott. the Yankees won the only subway series. Season series doesn't mean anything. Really? Season I mean, means nothing. This is. Um, did, I mean, do you even know the Mets? Who was who's on that team? Oh, does, does anybody yeah. care? This Scott Ian's over here too. <laughs> yes, he's got a too. Yankee tattoo on his uh, leg. So I'm what? Don't you have a Yankee tattoo somewhere? No, that's Gene Simmons. No, but you you don't have a Yankee logo somewhere with all I, that ink. I thought I you'd have that. No, I don't. How'd I, that escape you, Yankees? You logo. know, yeah, that's a good question. You know what? If if somehow they can manage to beat the Astros and and get through this year, um, maybe I'll do it this year. If the Astros don't cheat, maybe they'll have a oh, chance. Exactly. Not, right, exactly. That's a good point. All right, so um, here we are with Anthrax in the studio, and they are on tour as we speak. Uh, the tour started the other day in t uh, Arizona, and they are playing tonight in Vegas, and they're just underway on a tour that is a co-headline with Black Label Society. And now, as we get warmed up with Anthrax welcoming into this madness, we welcome 
I guess he's he's way too busy here in Vegas to actually physically be here. You guys made the effort. <laughs> well, it's a long drive. This guy couldn't make the effort to actually come 10 minutes to, to my place. But joining us right now is Zach Wild on the phone. What happened, man? What What is so important for you to do in Vegas that you couldn't be here today? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I'll tell you what's going on. I'm going declo- to disclose, uh, you know, place out here somewhere in Vegas. I'm in my oxygen chamber right now, and I'm getting ready for tonight's big rock show. That's what I, that's, that's what's going on. <laughs> are you, are you touring Area, are you touring area 51, Zach? And everything like that. Rouge eyeliner and everything with the, uh, with the money that Charlie won yesterday here in Vegas. So I, that's what I <laughs> Zach, so, yeah, how are I'm you, man? Good, you doing all right? Yeah, everything's hot rocking, brother. So, uh, yeah, just getting ready to roll with the fellas again tonight, man. How was the first show for you? It was a disaster. It was completely horrendous. But anyways, aside of that, it was, everything's wonderful. <laughs> um, what's going on with the band? Hate, hate Breed completely smoked Black Label and Anthrax, and that's the reason why Jamie Jost is the Robert Redford of metal. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what... That's what happened. That's what happened. Scott, when was the first time that you met Zach? When, when was your first Zach experience? Uh, we met when uh, Anthrax opened for Ozzy back in 1988. Miami, right? Uh, no, Pensacola. Pensacola. Oh, that show. first show. That was yeah, Pensacola. Yeah, okay. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. We've, and and what, what Scotty's forgetting to add was I, you know, I was, Scott was coming into the venue and I said, hi, Scott, how you doing? I'm, I'm Zach. I'm a big fan. And he said, hey, get out of my face. Now go get my bags. Make me a ham sandwich. <laughs> That's what happened. That was the first hand that Bob Scott. It did not happen that yeah. way. <laughs> it, it was, it was it similar, it was similar to that. Zach, get me some White Castle. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> in, in 1988, Zach was a very different-looking Zach Wilde than he is now, wasn't he, uh, Frank? Yeah, it was. Zach, remember that? I came into the uh, dressing well, room you know, the boots? At that point, I was a blossoming boots? young starlet, uh, Hollywood starlet, <laughs> and it, it was what it was. I think you had the Farrah Fawcett hair going. Was it hey, I had, I mean, what about I my hair back more then? It was a Pamela Anderson. It was before Pamela Anderson. <laughs> so without a doubt, it was more Farrah. You were great since day one, though. We, we, we hit it off right away. That, that's what's great about it. As soon as we met, it was all on. So uh, I mean, it's pretty crazy that we're, all, you know, that, that we're doing a tour. I mean, it, I just figured it was bound to happen eventually at some point. You know, I mean, like we'd all be rolling together. But, uh, no, it's great because we've all, I mean, aside of, you know, knowing the fellas and everything, we've, known, we've all known Jamie for a while now, too. So it's, it's great. Yeah, it's a great bill. It really is. And and Zach, how's the band doing? How's JD? Is he still you still killing him? Every chance you can get. Who cares get? about him? He's a, he's a friggin' Mets fan. Who cares about him? Here we go. God, he doesn't care about him. Nobody cares about him. <laughs> <laughs> the only person that actually cares for JD is Rusty Staub. And that's about it. It ends there. Tom Seaver doesn't even like JD. Wow. And Ed Cranepool. That's right. Man. When I come to this. Ed Cranepool's on the fence with him because JD sided with. You know, I think he sided with Pete Rose when he put the beat down on him. Oh, that was Bud Harlson. I'm not sure. 
But anyway, <laughs> when I come to this show tonight, I'm ser- I'm going to have to get with JD because he's the he's my only Mets ally. I'm seriously uh, outnumbered here. Yeah, I think, Ed's, with the Ed's, Yankee fans. Ed's, Ed's going to wear his Tommy Age. I got jersey. my hat right here. He's got his hat too. I see. <laughs> I got my Mets hat ready to go. Hey Zach, are you working on any new music? Or are you just going to go out and play some shows right now? Um. Yeah. No. In between, you know, doing these shows. And then uh, I guess you know me and me and Charlie being at Pantera University, and then cleaning the dog run, and then changing diapers, and you know, being the wonderful swell fella that I am. No, there really isn't enough time to do anything else. Wait, what are you talking about, Father Ed? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought maybe you'd want to make a new BLS record at some point. I don't know. Oxygen chamber out here in, in in Las Vegas, and you're talking about writing new music. Just stop. Just, just carry on. <laughs> Well, I'm let me ask you about that because there's Yankee loss the other night. I'm still like completely crushed. Two o two o Scherzer owned you yesterday. Hey, listen. <laughs> so so Zach, you bring it up, um, and Charlie's sitting right here. I got half of this Pantera University, as you called it. Give me your thoughts on. I doing... knew you were going to bring it up, but go ahead, carry on. <laughs> well, how, could, how could I not? So so tell me your thoughts about doing this. Well, I mean, it's gonna be awesome. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, the fellas have always, you know, when when Vinny was still with us. I mean, you know, they it was always rolling around that you know, Zach, would you honor Dime and you know, and all of us get together and do the thing. I, I said, fellas, I'm whenever you want to do this thing, just I'll be over here waiting in the dugout and the bullpen, and just call me in when you need me. You know, I'll learn everything and we'll go do this. So, but uh, you know, it's throughout the years, you know, it, it, there's always been like rumblings about it. So, you know, it wasn't until obviously now, you know, uh, I was speaking on the phone with, with Phil, I think you could tell we might've been all on a group call, but he was just, Phil was just like, Zach, would you, would you want a dime and would you play? I said, yeah, Phil, of course, you know, I, I've always said I would. So, you know, of course, I said, if you guys want to well, do your it, name- then let's do it. Well, Zach, your name was has always been associated with it. Ever since you know we lost Dime, it was always it was always brought up, and uh, like you said, it was talked about for years. Charlie, for you, um, are you and Zach gonna like you're on tour together? Actually, so that's kind of cool. Are you guys gonna be able to work out some stuff? Are you gonna start thinking about maybe even trying some no, working actually, through some stuff musically? Out. I have uh, Richard Simmons tapes with us, and uh, we do, you know, sweat into the old. <laughs> You're physically working out. Lottie, stuff like that before the show, yes. So I saw Zach yesterday. I saw him at Starbucks yesterday, and then I brought that up. I said, hey, maybe one of these days you and I can get into a room. We could start jamming some Pantera, and he said, not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I go, yeah, Charlie, in between the oxygen chamber, me taking about three hours to get ready. I take more time than Gene Simmons does to get ready for these shows. Between my fishnets, making sure that my toenails and my nails match my rouge and my lipstick. I'm I'm like, Charlie, when do you expect this to happen? It's not going to happen. I said, I'll just keep, we'll keep doing our homework. And then when we get in the rehearsals and we get in the Pantera boot camp, then then we start doing it. Zach, have you um, obviously you can play anything? We know that, but have you have you ever? Because this has been rumored for so long, have you ever taken the time to really sit there and go through all those guitar parts and and try to like kind of channel what Dime was doing? Have you figured out your approach to that? Is it going to be 
you trying to be as faithful to what Dime did, or are you going to do that in a little bit of your own thing? I mean, did you ever th- did you, have you thought about your approach yeah, to just, doing I mean, this to yet? Me, I mean, you approach it the same way you do when I'm playing with Ozzy. You know, I mean, obviously you got to learn St. Rhodes' stuff, and I got to learn Jake's stuff, and you know, whether we're doing the Sabbath stuff, you learn it as and do it as faithful as you can to it. And you know, Charlie's got to learn all Vinny's parts. So, no, I mean, you do it like as if you're you approach it as if you're in a cover band. I mean, like when we do the Zach Sabbath stuff, you know, I don't start changing lyrics, you know, midway through War Pigs. You know, I mean, it's just like you, you learn the song, you know, so that, that's what you do. That's the thing about the, uh, you know, I can't go do this as the drummer from Anthrax because it would be a different sound completely. So when I'm going to do that, if you close your eyes, it's going to sound like it's Vinny, basically. Mm. And that's how it's going to be. So you're good. So that's your approach, Charlie. You're going to just lock in as to exactly what Vinny did. A hundred percent. Yeah. The sounds is going to sound exactly like him. We've covered, we've done new level and Cowboys from yep. hell and, uh, uh, over the years with anthrax. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's something that it's not like it's too far out of Charlie's wheelhouse. Yeah. I mean, we all know the songs yeah. really well. And Zach, didn't you play some stuff at dime bashes too? Now we ended up when we did the dime bash. That was the Zach Sabbath thing, but uh, I mean, you know, oh, okay. back in I think it was 2014 uh, when we were rolling with Down, Phil came out and Rex came out because he was in New York City when we were uh, playing the PlayStation Theater, and uh, and we ended up doing I'm Broken. So you know that was that was 2014. So we got out and did that. But uh, now I mean, you know, so now it's just a matter of you know Phil, you know, because we got like a group text with all the fellas in there. And, and it's just, uh, you know, Phil came up with a bunch of tunes and stuff like that. You know, he just wrote it on a piece of paper. He said, guys, we'll see if we can learn these guys and then we'll take it from there. Charlie's saying he had something to do with this set list and what it was written on there. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm just, for me, I'm just like, whatever you guys want to do, just throw it in, you know, put it up there and I, so I can sit and work on it. When, Charlie, when did you first know that? When did you first get approached? I mean, we found out about this a couple of weeks ago when the news broke, which I'm, I'm hearing wasn't even supposed to come out at that time. It was kind of a leak. But when did this? How long has this been in the works behind the scenes? Oh uh, man, December, maybe. Oh, for a while. End of December, that guy. You know, I was talking to Philip, and then he just mentioned it, and I said, "Oh yeah, sure, whatever." You know, <laughs> and then it became real. Like about January, February. Man, it's amazing that it was able to stay quiet as long as it did. Something like that—that that never happens. That's incredible. I mean, to this day, if, you know, if it happens, if there's one show that's played great. So, is there a plan? Do you know when the first show is going to be? No. The way no, you say no it plan. is almost like you're not <laughs> sure no if there's going to be a first show. <laughs> I, I, I mean, well, if I can get Zach out of his chamber, maybe we can. We can. <laughs> Zach, Charlie's worried about getting you out of the chamber in order to do this tour, actually. No, I'm staying in the chamber. (laughs) (laughs) And, Charlie, I know it was important for you when you brought it up that you said, because you had texted me when the news came out, that for you it's very much about your history with the band and that this is very much a tribute to the guys. That's your approach to it, Absolutely. 
And I think everybody in, in, in our band here feels the same way about those guys. You know, it's like we go back a long way. Like 86. 80, maybe even 85. 85, yeah. yeah. It's very much family with Pantera. We, uh, Total family. we played a show at a place called Cardi's in Houston. And Pantera with the opening band. It was 86. It was 86. Summer of 86. Hellstar was on the bill. And yeah. it's the first time we met them. Um, and uh, I mean, I, you know, my friendship with Daryl, you know, goes a long way. And I, I love both of those guys so much. So for me, it was a very emotional thing when, you know, to do this. So that's what it's all about. It's all about those two guys, you know, and doing it. I, I don't want to see anybody else doing it but me. You know what I mean? And because I'm going to do it right, Zach, you feel the same way? Yeah, of course, man. So you know, like like we've, you know, I've always when I, I've always answered it like when whenever it's come up, it's just it's just you're celebrating the guys and you're celebrating all their achievements and their greatness, and that that's what it is. I mean, like I, I just tell everybody that because somebody was just like, it's not a it's a, not a, how can they call a Pantera reunion? I go. Well, it is. Well, it's Phil and Rex getting back together, you know, because they haven't played together for a while. But I go, it's a Pantera, it's a Pantera celebration. I mean, that, that's what it is. I mean, it's just like no different than Mitch and Noel from the, you know, Experience Hendrix asking Eric Clapton to come out and sing and play Jimmy's stuff and honor him. It's and they're going to go out and honor Jimmy Hendrix. So I mean, it's to me, it's the same thing. So I mean, like you know, because I mean, it, with Ozzy. We honor St. Rhodes every night. Every time we're playing, I don't know Mr. Crowley, everything. You're honoring Randy. So, I mean, the whole thing is, just, to me, it's just an extension of that. You're honoring Dime. You're honoring Vinny. And you're honoring Phil and Rex, you know, all the guys, their achievements, what they achieved as Pantera and all the mountains they conquered. So that's the way I look at it. It's the way I've always looked at it. These are songs that need to be played live. Yeah. They they deserve to be played these songs. They shouldn't just sit, you know, uh yeah. they it needs to be a live experience and just think about the generations of fans that never got to totally. see it in any way shape or form and now they're going to get to see this celebration of, of of a band that did, you know, break so much new ground and, in the world of heavy metal. And just the, the two guys actually doing it him it's Charlie and Zach. It, it's not, yeah, to me, it's the that's, that's the right the fit. right guys Absolutely. for sure. I mean, immediately so. I felt that way. Hey Zach, one more quick thing, and then I'll let you go. Get back to your chamber here. I know you got a lot of <laughs> I know you got a lot of warm up and vocal prep to do for the show tonight. I know there's a procedure here, but um, my question <laughs> I, I really is, don't care about the vocals. I'm just worried about my nails and my my rouge and my eyeliner. But carry on, <laughs> rouge. <laughs> He said it so well. Rouge. These, these guys talked about. <laughs> you know. These guys talked about when they first saw Pantera and met those guys. What do, do you remember? The very first time you saw the band or met them. I mean, having such a friendship in history. What was the first first time I saw Pantera? Was the Fastlane in Asbury Park for like a hundred people? That was the first time I saw and met them. But but for you, Zach, wow. when was the very first time you met them? No, with Pride and Glory, I we did Donington, and we saw it was. On the bill, it was Aerosmith headlining, then Extreme, then Pantera. I mean, that was like the, the top three billing, which was pretty insane. But I mean, but uh, but yeah, seeing Pantera and and for you know with, with that style of music and their and and them doing it. I mean, at Donington, I mean that's just that's 
the perfect fit. You know, just, I mean, the energy was just absolutely mind-blowing. I mean, that's where, I mean, the band, uh, you know, aside of the amazing records and everything like that, but that is completely in their element. I mean, it's just like absolutely mind-blowing. I mean, just the power coming off the stage. And, you know, w- with that music and everything, it was just, and the, the band sounded great. I mean, the whole the performance and everything like that. So it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was really special. That's for sure. Well, listen, man, I know the fans obviously are extremely excited about this. And I think uh, I agree that you and Charlie are, are the ways to do it for sure if it's going to happen. So I wish you luck with it. And uh, I'll see you tonight at the gig and I'll let you get back to your chamber. I'm going to continue with the Anthrax guys here because they thought enough of me to actually make the ride out here. So he's <laughs> <laughs> got a long drive. You know, I, I'm renting this thing from Michael Jackson. And it ain't cheap. So I can't. I can't you know. <laughs> I, I got bills. I got it sitting here. I gotta. I gotta use it, bro. All right, man. I'll bring you a Mets hat to wear on stage tonight, or a jersey, or something, if you want. Piazza sent uh, no, me some if you, stuff. If you want to have your legs broken, then you can bring a Mets jersey. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, man. Take care. I'll see you later on tonight. All right. All right, Father. See you in a little while. Hey, I gotta Zach. go back to the chamber. I'll talk to you in a bit, bro. All right. Thanks for the time. Tell tell JD to open the door for you so you can get back in the chamber. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I'll see you, man. Bit, Bye. <clears throat> there he goes, everybody. Zach Wild checking in. Um, Charlie, it's going to be a trip when you do this with this guy. You know that, right? I mean, this tour you're on now is a good warm-up for what you got coming up with him. I know, dude. I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's always full-on when it comes to Zach, but uh, it's it's great, man. It's nonstop laughs, that's for sure. They're going to need to have rouge on the rider. Exactly. Black <laughs> nail polish. Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music-filled trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Uh, we thank Zach Wild for some time. Good to check in with him. And now we uh, we do this hour with Joey Belladonna, Charlie Benanti, Frank Bello, Scott Ian here in Vegas with me in the Vegas studio as they get ready for the second show of this tour with Black Label Society and Hatebreed on the bill as well. Um, first show in Houston. How'd it go, Joey? How'd you feel about it? Phoenix. Phoenix. Phoenix, that's right. How was it? Well, it was really good. I, I thought, you know, for first show, felt pretty smooth you know you haven't played some one of you guys because we all went out last night uh, by the way we had a great time chris angel show was awesome and then our friend chris santos taking care of us at beauty and essex great dinner so we had a great night last night uh, here in vegas but one of you guys was telling me last night that last night was the first anthrax show in like three years no. is that right no well, was, no, we've played one-offs. We one played. Offs. Yeah. We, we've done ten. <laughs> we've done ten one-off shows over the last year, like festival shows, uh, like some some of the Wimmer festivals and right. and whatnot over the last year. But last night was our uh, sorry, Phoenix was our first indoor show, like on tour indoor show since November of nineteen. That's when we finished the Four All Kings touring cycle. How did it feel for you, Scott? I thought it was amazing. I, I, was, I had a lot of nerves, a lot of anxiety. Um, it was sold out. The crowd was ready to go. We have a lot of production stuff on this tour that we've never had before in the history of the band. It's like pr- the biggest production I think we've ever had. And, uh, and it all... Charlie it, go up on the drums and you got r- uh, steps and risers? We couldn't do it in Phoenix because yeah. of the low ceiling, but... Uh, yeah, it's there. Frankie, fly, <laughs> Frankie flies across this, the, the, the audience. Grab my rope. Gun. No, yeah. we're going we're gonna to levitate. Now, Chris Angel taught us how to levitate last right. night. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, all that stuff went off without a hitch. There's some really cool production. I thought the set list really worked. There's some stuff in the set that we either have never done or haven't done in a really long time. And uh, yeah, it, it really was a, a, an amazing night. And um, all that anxiety... It dropped off immediately as soon as the show started, and it was great. What, Frankie? What is the stuff? What is some of the production stuff you've never done before that he's talking staging? About? We got some bells and whistles. I don't want to tell you. You yeah. see this tonight. Yeah, well, Scott, you it. were saying it might not fit in there tonight in this venue tonight. Uh, we'll get everything in that we can. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, one of the main things, you know, which is kind of the in the show opener. Uh, I, I think that will be in there. Yeah. Certainly, that'll That's be definitely in every show. Be. People will like that. Yeah. Uh, look, it's uh, like a, it's great to be back first, and to be, you know it's weird doing another show right in a row, almost in a row. So we had a day off yesterday, but now we're on tour. We haven't done this in forever. We haven't seen the bus so, yet either. Yeah, we haven't, yeah. Yeah, we haven't <laughs> seen it. We're going on a tour bus. It's very strange since since forever. Tonight, so tonight starts a three in a row because it's Vegas tonight, and get your tickets. There's only like a couple of hundred tickets left, so you don't want to miss it. Uh, Palladium on Friday in Los Angeles, which is also like a hundred tickets away from selling out, and then Sacramento on Saturday. So it's like our first three in a row in years. Yeah. So when you say you don't, you didn't have a bus yet. You're getting your bus tonight. Yeah, we've, yeah. Been, we've been flying. We've been flying. Oh, all yeah. right. And Charlie, for you, getting ready for a tour as a drummer too. You got to go through a lot. Do you go through a lot? Of, do you start playing a lot? Or you oh, I've been playing, playing a lot lately. Like a lot so not only you know learning anthrax songs because there's there's two songs in the set that we haven't played over 10 years um which two can't uh, tell you go on setlist.com <laughs> it's there if, well if you you're want doing to cheat. <clears throat> no actually three songs we haven't played in a long time keeping in the family we haven't played that in god maybe the, the tour of public enemy right um metal thrashing mad oh awesome 
and uh, we play only, right? Yeah. Which is another one that was. Uh, I enjoyed playing that so much the other night. Like I was in my zone. I was just loving it. Joey, how do you feel about singing only? It's like anything else. I saw a clip of you singing it. You sounded great doing it. It's why fine, why yeah. wouldn't he? Why well, not? it's not his era. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> it's not. It's the one song not from a record he made. That's all. I just come yeah. out of the chamber and just do it. You know? <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, Zach, you're in the Zach chamber. I'm in the chamber. I was all set. But I mean, when no. he joined the band, he had to sing like the fistful yeah, of metal stuff, and, yeah. his, and he made it his own. Yeah. So uh, that's. I'm, I'm playing fistful yeah. of metal stuff. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, See? Wait, what yeah, are you doing the, from Fistful of Metal? Metal Thrashing Mad. Metal Thrashing Mad. Oh, yeah, but there's the other the version of that from the EP. Same but, idea. Yeah, yeah, Same yeah, idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, no, I thought that that was cool that only was in the set. And uh, it's this, because this really is, in a way, still like the 40th anniversary celebration, yes, right. continuation yes, right. of that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we never got to do it in yeah. our 40th year. We didn't get to play any shows to, to properly commemorate that so we're 41 now but we're celebrating our 40th still so you yeah all you got to do to celebrate it was to make zoom videos and <laughs> yeah. that whole yeah, like, yeah, online yeah. but that was but that was great i got to tell you the way you guys put those all those uh, parts up there on youtube the docs the docs yeah, yeah, the, the, i honestly i thought it was fantastic and because you talked to everybody and yeah. you covered every era and it went right through the whole history of the band do you is there a plan to maybe edit that all together as like maybe one two hour thing instead of all those parts on YouTube? I mean, the hardest part about that would be connecting with everybody who is in it to say, hey, we would like to put this out, you know, because originally we weren't putting it out. This was just done for web, you know, so that would only that would be the, the, the thing that would be the tough thing to do. Contact everybody and say, hey, we'd like to put this out as a full documentary, you know, and get more footage, too. Yeah, we, we are actually using, I don't want to give too much away, yeah. but we do have kind of like a callback to the documentary series as part of the show. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. It's cool. Yeah, you'll see. Just be there, you know, during set change between Black Label and Anthrax. Yeah. It's like a trailer, you know. And I mean, the show the other night, it was just, uh, it was nonstop. Yeah. It was just nonstop. It was just such a great uh the the pacing of the set and the audience was so uh, I don't know man it was just a great marriage for you know us and the audience. Yeah, there's no together, downtime. You know? There's no there's no go go take a piss. It's not going to happen. It's, it's right after another. So there's no power ballot. No, there's nothing like that. No, this <laughs> this it's in your face. I'm very happy with it. And how did Joey for you getting ready to go out on a tour like this and sing every night or five nights a week or whatever? What's your ritual like vocally? Or you just go do it? I mean, were you the, are you the big warm up prep guy, or you just go do it? No, I don't warm up. I talk with everybody in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I sing at home and stuff. I like to I like to fart around and stuff. But you're not the warm up, warm up, no. warm down guy. You never did any of that. No, that's amazing. Like Ronnie. Well, that's it. I was yeah. just going to say it. Dio. Was I just the never same did any. I just I heard people doing. I walk away. <laughs> you ever have problems with your voice ever in your history I had of singing? A, I had a sinus infection back in what was it eighty six? I don't know where we were. Eighty six. Let me think about it. One time I in my life, I had a sinus. 
He's never been sick of it. I've been no. fine since then. <laughs> no, but but the honest, honestly, that it was we were over in like I uh, was at uh, Santa Rosa or something. I don't. Uh-huh. I, I was having problems. I really this, wow. This was, lunatic yeah. fucking. He, we had, he had vertigo one time and he still sang six a set. days I mean, in a row. Six days yeah. in a row. He had bad. Like he was dizzy. He had to hold on to the drum riser. Yeah. He still sang. Nauseous. Like, no problem. But you guys, that's got to be an amazing feeling for amazing. you guys to have a singer. <laughs> That's crazy. There's so much insight. There's a lot of insight. There's a lot of old insight. Yeah, I know. I know. It's great. Tom Brown stuff going on here. Very inside baseball. He should be here with us. He should be here. But but that's got to be incredible to have a singer, Charlie, that you know every night. You don't have to deal with like you know. Is he going to? We yeah. all heard LSD, lead singer's disease, all um, these problems these guys have. I mean, that's... Oh, he has that. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. He's no angel. But he's, but he's like... Uh, I put him in the same thing as like a Dio, as a Robin Zander, you know? Yeah. Bruce Dickinson. Joey, yeah. Bruce Dickinson. He goes out and he delivers every night. He does night. his gig. And that's, yeah. that's the great thing. You know? about, like he's, he's a pro. He's a fucking pro. Yeah. No, you know, you, you talk about Robin Zander, oh. who we all love. Oh, yeah. Do you, has anybody? I spent a lot of time talking to Robin, including recently. Do you ever anybody ever tell you you remind all the time? Dude, I've been saying this forever. Say I told Robin. I told Robin. You are Joey Belladonna, and I tell him the same. <laughs> well, remember, you guys are the same. Remember when we uh, did Persistent Time? They were in the same complex where we were at uh and we hung Oakwoods. out with Oakwoods. Yeah, that was the night dude yeah robin it was like, i said you're belladonna you're you look at him and you are him we went out with him in a van that one night oh, too that was got so classic. drunk man oh, great times oh, it's I, good times I, I, had an, I had an unbelievable experience with cheap trick at the oakwoods as well Pr- previous to that um vito brada was i was staying with him white lion were making a record and cheap he was trick, with it. He was there. Cheap, yeah. cheap trick was maybe this is around the same time. That was time. it. Yeah, that was it. Because he, he bought a, he bought a Tom Peterson went out. That's right. We went out to a club. Yeah. It was he bought a vet that day or something. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he, he bought, bought a new vet. vet. Vito bought yeah. a new vet. Wait a minute. This is crazy. were you there? Yeah. Yes. Night, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This I, is crazy because we all went out. So cheap trick were making the record. Yeah. yeah. It can't be the same. Yeah, year. his yeah. son was golfing with him. There. I remember him staying up. They were working on stuff, and we were he was doing, like ten years old. We were doing persistence, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we were recording persistence yeah. at A and M. Definitely, yeah. This no, is Conway. Conway, Conway exactly. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, did we did the drums at A and M? I thought Conway. And yeah, then, but we were in Conway at the Conway. time doing most yeah. everything else. Yeah. I just we went out. <clears throat> we Vito and I went out with the Cheap Trick guys. They were recording. They were staying in the apartment next door. And I wrote about this in my first book, and these guys still bust my balls about it when I see them because we went to dinner, and then we went to some club, all of Cheap Trick, myself, and Vito. And you said about Tom Peterson, that's when Tom was drinking. Tom got so yeah, drunk. He, I was gone. That we lost him. Yeah, same with us. We did the same thing. It's like he disappeared. Nobody could find him. We could not find him. And this is a God's honest, true story. And Tom laughs about it every time because, of course, he doesn't remember. We went to the Rainbow first, too. I remember at one time. We didn't go that to ni- that night, too. We didn't go to Rainbow, but we came back. We lose Tom in the club. Everybody's like, okay, good night, whatever. Tom did walk, went off with whoever, wherever, <laughs> whatever. And Vito and I go back, and I was staying in Vito's apartment. Next morning, we get up. Vito wanted to go to some car show. And we, we were at the light, uh, um, waiting for the light to turn at the end of the apartments on Barham or whatever street yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah. 
And we're Vito's sitting there. He's like, <laughs> he's looking at me next to me in the car. And he goes, you think Tom's okay? I mean, I wonder where happened to Tom. And I go, I mean, he's an adult. I'm sure he's okay, whatever. I swear to you, there's shrubs. And the shrubs <laughs> started rustling <laughs> while we're waiting for the light. And Vito nudges, no Vito elbows me and he goes, look, oh holy shit, look. And I go, what? And crawling out of the shrubbery <laughs> was Tom Peterson. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's good. So great. It's funny you say that. It's wow. definitely the same night. Man. I'm telling you, there's no way. He got dropped off at whatever hour. Yeah. At the ba- and there was a hill to get up to the apartments. Yeah, yeah. He couldn't do I the hill. That too. So he just <laughs> napped in Slept the shrubs. In the bushes. Wow. And Vito's Corvette rumbling shook him, and he got up, and he shook it off, and he started walking up the wow. It is something so I will never forget. And because I told Tom about it, when he's in L.A., he will take a picture of those shrubs and send them to me. He goes, wow. get ready to go to bed. Did he, did he laugh? <laughs> The best. Those guys are the best. Uh, they're they're the Rick best. Springfield at the pool. Oh, we've all been there. Days, yeah. <laughs> wow. Shit, when that time yeah, right. Lars dove into the bushes in Romania. Yeah, that yeah. Time, he was, I did too. I didn't. He's we, pretty we, drunk. We dared each other. Yeah, it's, that, was, that was fun. It, it's great. It's great stuff. So, all right. So, psyched to be back out on the road. The tour is just underway. Everybody's ready to go. Everybody feels good. Everybody's sounding good. Thankfully, yeah. The vibe is good. Everything's all. Uh, have you talk, talked about new music? Has there been any talk about a new record? Oh, for years. I mean, <laughs> literally, literally, literally years. <laughs> because we talking. were we were already working on stuff pre-COVID. You know, I, I, I talked about this with someone the other day. Like, if if COVID doesn't happen, we would have had a record out already. You know, but you know that just kind of shut everything down in so many ways. But also one of the ways was just creatively, and it just kind of. You know, for me anyway, I don't want to speak for anyone else, but like I know for me, that first year of COVID was just kind of like a, just like a blank. You know what I mean? Like I, it was hard to motivate. I did other things to keep myself uh, uh, motivated and moving forward in my life, but the idea of trying to write, you know, when everything was just so weird and you, the literally the ground underneath you, you didn't know if it was solid anymore on this planet. Um, it made it kind of hard for me to think that way. But coming out of that first year, then suddenly, like the light turned on, and it was like, oh wait, I got a, I got a lot of shit I want to talk about now. So and I was the opposite. I did the opposite of that. All I did was kind of write and just go dive into it. You know, well, you did a record of covers. Yeah, yeah. You did like all that YouTube stuff. Yeah, and yeah, in yeah. between that, just writing like you know material, just trying to keep myself as. Uh, busy as possible because i was going crazy i think i was going crazy too depression i, nuts, I went into man. depression so music was the outlet writing that that was the outlet that was the only, all we really had because we couldn't travel and all that stuff you know we talk on facetime and all that stuff that's not you can't write a record like that it just doesn't work not with us anyway but, but you it guys, motivated me to do it that's that's the thing i was motivated but you guys were all pretty much active as far as doing stuff with the internet like everybody oh, yeah. Sure. And yeah you did a streaming show right there was a streaming concert Kind of after that yeah, was late after, in yeah. the game already that we did that, uh, you know that was in already uh, late twenty one, ish. So, but uh, yeah, you know, just trying to find ways to navigate your way through that and that documentary series we did certainly I think kind of got the ball rolling for me too just because I was able to dive into that so deeply and you know be a part of helping to make that happen and you know just being a part of that and 
kind of producing that with everyone in the band and Jack Bennett who uh, who did all the editing and uh, all the interviews for us. That was fun. Um, that was fun to do that. Yeah, and then so we kind of came out of that and yeah, we we do have we've been in a room together a few times and uh, and we do have a collection a, a collection of arrangements and songs. Some actually have lyrics written. Um, and uh, we're hoping on this tour, once we kind of get rolling and get into a groove, that we'll be able to be in the dressing room and uh, and really work on stuff. Yeah. Too. Joey, what did you do during the? You live in upstate New York, and you know, out in the woods there. What do you do? What did you do during the pandemic? Did you make music? You got a Journey band, I know, on the side. Yeah, we're recording that stuff. I did. I did um, a Triumph thing for Triumph. Right. I, I did um, the D. I did a Dio live. Uh, right after, I mean, literally the week after we did our Anthrax one, I went back out and did the Dio one. That's right. Which, I hosted that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And every single, every other song was, and here's Joey Belladonna singing. Well, they they, they, on, they kept handing me songs and like, wow, I'm like, okay, I guess I'll go. And I just kind of whipped up as much as I could. Now on the Journey stuff, you're actually going to re-record Journey songs with your Journey tribute? Yeah, I'll just record all the ones we know. And how long? How far along are you doing that? You're gonna put that out as a record then? I don't know. Just re, re, just record just for fun for now, and and we could put it out. I don't know. I haven't really gotten that far, right? You know, right? But you can record whenever you want to record. You know. And what did you do on the Triumph tribute that's coming out? What songs? Um, I just did one. Just one. Yeah. Do, what, do can you say which? I don't one? know if I was. I guess did I ever? Did you do Magic Power? I don't think. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I I I picked the one I want I wanted. Well, so. you'd be great singing Magic yeah, Power. I did with Mike Clink. Yeah. Well, you know Clink Cooper, who's producing that, yeah. called me up and he said to me, um, "Can you give me any singers? Because we we have a ton of people that can that will, will sing the Gilmore stuff. We can't find anybody with a voice high enough that will do the Rick Emmett stuff. I would have done more if they wanted me. Well, they to. might be calling you because they. <laughs> I mean, I think they got Ann Wilson to do a Rick Emmett song. He was supposed to, yeah. Yeah, but there, that was a big problem because of the way his voice is. One other thing on the on Anthrax that I want to ask you guys about before we then go and take some calls from the audience is, am I hearing, I'm hearing about a remix of Among the Living. Can you talk about that? Oh, yeah. The uh, Dolby. The Dolby Atmos thing. Uh, Jay, Jay is putting it together right now. And we have the master tapes, which we didn't even know if they survived that fire or not, but apparently they did. And Jay has been remixing it, and I heard some of it, and I was just blown away. Like, Oh, you wow. actually heard some of the mix already, huh? Yeah, Jay played some, uh, and I was just like, dude, this sounds amazing, as if we did it yesterday. This is Jay Rustin, who's worked Jay on Rustin. your records, yeah. and I love his work, and he's a friend as well. So so this will be kind of like Holy Diver just came out, Joe Breeze. Oh, I, I saw that. that. I, I saw that yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So this is going to be like an alternate... Mix of the record. Oh, Joe Barisi remixed Holy Diver. Yeah, yeah, oh, I got it's really that. good. Yeah, it's wow. great. Yeah, I forget how many good songs are on that record. Yeah, that's so good. But yeah. but that's the idea of doing Among the Living, just an alternate take on it. Well, the record company uh, Universal uh, approached us to do it because they've been doing uh, doing these, and uh, they, of course they picked that record first. So yeah. um, it's uh, it's going to be man. awesome, though. They had a list apparently of the albums that hadn't been done yet in Dolby Atmos and we were high up on that list they really you know were interested in doing that with us but doing it doing it as Dolby Atmos is one thing but doing it as just a straight remix is another it's going to be a straight remix too right not necessarily a surround sound thing uh well because that's what Holy Diver is Holy Diver is remixed by Joe Barisi 
But this is going to be Dolby Atmos, but Jay is also going to remix it. Yeah, he's probably like going through every track, mix. everything. Yeah. So it is both. I mean, that. the tones are so awesome and uh, what it should be. so right? heavy. Yeah, he sent me some guitar tracks when he first got the tapes. And uh, he said, I'm, I'm putting these masters up. And he sent me like a guitar tracks from some of the songs. I was like, holy shit. And it was great so to good. hear yourself play on yeah, these yeah. tracks, right? It's yeah. amazing. He sent me just like just my caught in a mosh just the guitar, you know, and I was like, You wow. sit there for hours and just <laughs> divulge all that, like, wow. Damn. You know, do you, so do ago. each of you feel Among the Living is considered by most to be the classic Anthrax record? Do you all agree with that or no? I always said it was the record that gave us a career. Yeah, it's the record we broke, the band yeah. broke on that album. It's the one that... It left such a stamp on the planet that we're still doing this. Look at all the tunes, you know. And four songs never come out of the set. From they that, right? they yeah. have to be there. I mean, People yeah. get mad. That's right. true. Yeah. And it's funny because the other four bands that were considered, you know, the big four, uh, the four records that we all put out at the same time were the signature records of those bands, too. Metallica mm. with Puppets, Rain and Blood, Peace Cells, and Among the Living. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Do you think there could? And we know Slayer's retired, but everybody always comes back. <laughs> yeah. Always, Kiss just added another hundred shows. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They did. They did. Literally, shows. literally, yeah. literally hundred shows. For real. Yeah, they, I mean, book yeah. it. I had no come, idea. Right? Wow. Well, every time the road ends, they find a way to put more road. Well, yeah. The, the road papers going on. <laughs> the road yeah. keeps. The road keeps. The road going. keeps getting repaved. And you money. know, and I, I got to say this because I, I'm, you know, huge Kiss fan, and it's like there's still genera a generation that's never seen. That's the that thing with band. us too. People come out. They've never seen us. They get to see almost the whole band still. Yeah. And that's the thing about yeah. Kiss. I know people, you know, oh, I don't like that. I, I like it. I don't like it. But for me, it's like, hey, if they could do it, continue to do it. Fuck also. yeah. But do Why you not? do you think that there's a ch assuming Slayer came out of retirement, do, 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 do you do you think there's ever a chance there could be another big four show again? Yes. There's always a, a chance. quick answer yeah. from Charlie. There's always a chance. Yeah, yeah, there's always a chance. Yeah. Sure. So you're so saying, saying there's, there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I mean, of course, you know, everybody knows who's makes the call on, Even, on whether or not that's ever going to happen. Initially, of course. Of course. Metallica, yeah, yeah. it's, you know. Then it gets real. Then it gets real. That would be cool. It's their ocean liner, you know, and, and, uh, and you know, us and Megadeth and Slayer get to hook our little dinghies to the back of it. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we would all love to do it. I, I think if anything could ever make that happen again, it would be Metallica making that call to all the bands. Of, of course, specifically, you're talking about Slayer, who is currently not active. Right. So, yeah, I saw Kerry because he's lived here in Vegas forever, ran into him at Costco. <laughs> Great place I to see him. Yeah, that's, a good, a, that's a good visual right there. Well, it was even funnier because he's, it was when everyone had to be masked. And he has the mask on, and he's in line at the pharmacy. And I see him, and he's just, you know, he's Carrie being Carrie with the mask, and all, you know, buttoned <laughs> up, and like. Mm. And uh, I see him, and he's in line, and I just go up behind, and I push him in the shock like that, and he, <laughs> and he turns around like this. We're doing video on this. Just, this, oh, it's you, Trump. <laughs> you're, you're ready. And he pulls the mask down. He goes, face, so. he goes, I'm just wearing the mask so people don't recognize me in here. I'm just trying to get a prescription, but um, he's working on something new. And I sure. asked him, because I said to him in when I talked to him, I said, well, you got to admit, man, 
for a band that never got one song on the radio or anything, I said, you guys went out as strong as you could go out. Two nights at the Forum playing arenas. He's like, yeah, we went out like uh, Tom Brady. What did he say? We went out, made some football analogy. And I said, yeah, you did. I said, but you know, there's always that comeback tour or something like that. And he's just like, not going to happen. Not going to happen. <laughs> nope. And he went on He nope. went on to say some things. <laughs> Here's that, answer. Huh? He went on to say some things that probably you wouldn't want me to share on the air as to exactly why, so I'll leave it. I'll cut it mm-hmm. there. But he also elaborated a little bit more on his thoughts on why it would never happen. Um, but, uh, well, again, I'll, I'll, for once, not get in trouble and, and leave it at that. So, But I don't believe anybody is ever – nobody's ever retired and stayed retired, to my knowledge. Nobody. Right. Rush. Before, but they you know. never played the farewell card. They just kind of ah, said, well, maybe right. we might be done because right. they didn't know fully. So they didn't play that. Nobody that I know of has ever said farewell and not come back at least once. Mm. So, I mean, Slayer's on the clock. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, the, uh, the thing about that is even during the pandemic, you know, uh, we're musicians, but at the end of the day, we're also entertainers. So it felt weird not to entertain yeah, tired, in, yeah. in some way, weird. you know, so it's in the yeah. blood. Right. So, I mean, it's great. You could retire for a couple of years, but then you have to wake up that one day and go, yeah, you know, I want to do this again. Mm-hmm. You know, if you could do it. Right, right. All right, we got to do a break, and then when we come back, we'll go to the phone calls for the rest of the hour. We got Joey Belladonna, Charlie Benanti, Frank Bello, Scott Ian, Anthrax is in the house. The tour has just started. The bill is Anthrax, Black Label Society. In case you just joined us, Zach was on with us earlier. You can go on the app and hear that or catch the replay if you missed it. Uh, But the tour is uh, also with Hatebreed opening and it plays Vegas tonight at the Brooklyn Bowl. As Scott said, a few tickets left tonight and for the show in L.A., which is at the Palladium. Tomorrow, go to the Anthrax website to see all the dates, your tickets. Are you doing meet and greets? Are there VIPs now or no? Yeah, yeah we are. Are you behind plexiglass like Kiss? Or what no, do we no, we're, no. We're borrowing uh, Zach's chamber. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's, we're doing it more of like a Q&A format, and, uh, which – People actually get to spend a lot more time with us because we're together. It's more fun. For like a solid 30, 40 minutes instead of just walk up, step and repeat, you know, photo, goodbye, where you get five seconds, sign your thing, good night. Um, you're actually hanging with us. And uh, I, I actually think the experience is way cooler. All right, cool. So you can get all information on that is also available on the Anthrax website, I'm sure, which is just anthrax.com, right? Yep. yep. And there you go. Uh, let's begin with a few phone calls for the guys. And our first caller who's been waiting since the beginning of the show is Rich, who's in New York. Go ahead, Rich. You're on the air. Hey, Ed. Hey, gentlemen. How you doing tonight? Good to talk to you. Uh, I'm just getting ready to go out to the Metallica show out in Grand Park in Chicago. I wanted to give you guys, and I'm looking forward to your show out in Brooklyn. I think that's a great bill you guys put together. Um, you probably should have had the show at Lemoore. Um <laughs> <laughs> So I never had a chance to see you guys. I missed you out in Yankee Stadium that day. I got stuck in traffic in the Bronx, and I missed you guys on the first step. So I'm going to be heading out there. And um, my only question is, I don't even want to say it's a question, Eddie. I'm just going to complain. Guys, Friday night in Brooklyn is really tough, man, out in Coney Island to get to. You know, uh, well, we don't, I don't want to complain. Well, we don't, don't go on. Well, we don't go on until about 930. So just, you know, leave at the appropriate oh, time. Yeah, no, no. Use Waze. It'll, it'll huh? tell you what to do. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm going. It's going to be a great show. But I'm saying just to get out to Brooklyn on a Friday, I might have to leave Rockland on Thursday. And uh, I think right, you, well, you, you know, the- you can file your file your complaint with TKO. 
<laughs> our agency. Our agency. And uh, I'm, I'm sure they'll up. get right back I'm to you. I'm showing up there, guys. Next time we'll do it in. I'm just just busting your balls. It'll be fun. It'll be worthwhile. Rich, yeah, no, you've no, never I'm, seen I'm, Anthrax I'm, live? You're from New York, and you never saw Anthrax live? You know, Eddie, I, I hate to admit that, and I just said, and I missed him at the Big Four show at Yankee Stadium that day because we got... We played all the shows that, from that, you know. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I know. Before I, I, that, I, I, after... Listen, <laughs> hey, just, and, and that's why I'm going out to Brooklyn on Friday night, August 26th, at Coney Island Stadium to see Anthrax. Thank you, Rich. He's a hype man. I like this guy. Society. I'm really looking forward to it, guys. And uh, good luck, and uh, hopefully this will be my first of many Anthrax shows. Thanks, hey, Rich. Thank you, Rich, Rich, before you go, Mets or Yankees, Rich? Oh, and, and I don't want to complain, Eddie, but they're playing a Met game at City Field that night, so I got to add that into driving out there. Met fan, I was just at Wrigley Field two weeks ago. I caught the Mets. Oh, we got to go. There you uh, go. We got to go. <laughs> we got to go. Sorry. <laughs> hey, Rich, wear, make sure you wear a nice beautiful blue and orange base Mets hat when you go to that anthrax show stand right in front of Frankie he'll like that he'll, he'll be fine. very I'll excited take, about I that. think it's it's great you guys have your time here's Natalie here's Natalie in Utah Natalie go ahead you're on with anthrax hello um hi I am just me and my dad are on our way to Las Vegas right now to see the show and we're just super stoked and we listen to you all day every day and so I'm very excited we're very excited. Well, thank you. So you are in route right now, driving from Utah to Vegas to see Anthrax tonight. We are. This will be my first time seeing them. Wow. Awesome. Very thank cool. you. Thank, thank you for coming. Thanks, Dad, for taking her. Natalie, if you don't mind me asking you, how old are you? I just barely turned 21. Oh, okay. Love so you. Me. So that makes sense that this is the first time you're seeing Anthrax. It's awesome. It's great. I, I think Rich is around my age, so he has no excuse whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. He had about 55 opportunities, but Natalie, I think that's great that you're what's, seeing What's him. great about this, you're seeing right. it right here. The younger generation's coming in and finding out about Anthrax, which is great, and coming to see it for the first time. Natalie, how did you become aware of the band's music? My, my dad is a, a rocker. We, we go to lots of shows together. We've seen Megadeth, Metallica, Iron Maiden. And so cool. he asked if I wanted Thank to go. Thank you, Dad. How could I say no? Uh, so do, we we'll look forward to... We'll, well tell Dad... Tell Dad that's some great parenting. And uh, <laughs> you, you guys drive safe. And we'll, and maybe we'll see you, Natalie, in the mosh pit. Are you going to get on the floor? Go in the pit? Heck yeah, I got, oh. I got some glitter platform Crocs I'm wearing. I don't oh, know I'm if you're going to be wearing that in the pit. <laughs> <laughs> You want, th thanks, Natalie, for the call. You might want to save those for when you go to the stadium tour. I don't think you want to wear those tonight. Um, thank you, Natalie, and enjoy the show tonight in Vegas. I'll see you there. Here's Jeff, who's in Palm Springs, California. What's going on, Jeff? Hey, Brother Trunk and Anthrax. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So um, <clears throat> I have two questions for Anthrax, but before I ask them, I just have to be a total fanboy really quick. So I just want to let you guys know, I used to think – Spreading the disease was the greatest anthrax record. It was the soundtrack for my it childhood <laughs> until I heard worship music. And I heard worship music and I just thought, holy shit, this is the Holy Grail. This, and I cannot imagine anybody else except for Joey Belladonna singing those songs on that record. So just want to put that out there. Um, awesome. Thank you. So for, Thank you, dude. Yeah. 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 Um, so my first question is, when you guys are in Las Vegas, other than the bootlegger bistro, where do you guys grub? 
And my second question is, if I can ask you guys about the new record that I know you guys have been working on, you know, um, can you give us any updates on when we might actually get a first single and will any of the songs, are they even close to being ready enough to play live? Where, where do we grow up? Let's go with that one. Well, first. we didn't. We didn't go to Bootlegger, Jeff. We actually went to Beauty and Essex last night, which our friend Chris Santos owns and is also a great spot. So we didn't get there. We're talking about going tonight, but they close early, and you guys are on late. Love, as far as I the love new bootleggers, bootleggers awesome. As far as um, new music, we touched on that a little bit earlier. It doesn't sound like there's anything close to being ready to be played, right? No, not nothing ready to be played live yet. Have you demoed anything yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had some demos. Yeah, we got demos. So you, do you feel you have enough material now for a full record? No. No. Okay. So you're thinking a new record, if we're going to get one, is going to be next year? Yes. All right. There you go. Very cryptic <laughs> answers. No, from it's Anthrax. very direct. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> well, a few minutes left to go in what will be the final ever live show on Volume Channel 106 as Trunk Nation moves to Sirius XM 103 Faction starting Monday New time slot of 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time. You'll get a best-of show here on volume tomorrow, and then we relaunch on Monday. Same show, just a new channel, and an hour later. So everybody come on over and join me there. Couldn't think of a better way, though, to put a a button on the uh, volume history. Well, actually, my friend Scott, Ian sitting next to me, actually was a host here on volume at one point. You had a show for a bit. Yeah, I had that talk thing, Never Meet Your Heroes. <laughs> yeah, did you have fun doing that? I had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah. yeah, so Scott was part of the volume team as well and uh, went back to his day job playing guitar in Anthrax yes. now. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to mo- making the move. And, of course, uh, bittersweet saying goodbye to volume uh, with the last live show today. But, again, great way to wrap it up with people who have been friends for 40 years here, the guys in Anthrax. And uh, looking forward to seeing the show tonight. We'll squeeze in a few phone calls here before we have to wrap it up. And we pick it up with Cormac, who is in San Francisco, joining us right now. Cormac, you're on the air. Go ahead. How's it going, Eddie? Um, one of the first shows that I ever saw was Anthrax in Dublin, and I think it was on the State of Euphoria tour in 89. And around that time, the crowds had got into this weird habit of, of spitting on stage. And they started <laughs> to do that at the Anthrax show. And so they stopped the show, and they literally had to be held back by security, the band, from jumping into the crowd. Do they have any memories or what were their thoughts on, on that night, on that tour? I think it was summer of 89. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of that going on from like 86 from the first time when like we came over and opened for Metallica. And then, um, yeah, that that was that weird thing in that time period where uh, it was really only happening in UK, Ireland, where Cardiff. Yeah, like if the uh, in Wales, if uh, like there was a segment of the audience that if they liked you they would spit on you it, carried, it wasn't it was from the punk rock yeah, yeah. Uh, they would gob yeah they would, gob they would get a piece of you. them onto you yes, i've heard was, about that, was the thought that. Process. it was disgusting it was and, gross and we we were very vocal about that we appreciate that you like the band and that you're having fun and you feel so connected and emotional that you want to express it this way but we are not into it at all. Please do not spit on us. You're not going to get the reaction that you want. You're probably going to get punched in the face. And, uh, yeah, there was a lot of that over a period of time in the late 80s. Uh, my old guitar tech, John Rooney, used to carry a, a stickball bat, which is like a long broomstick kind of thing, and he would stand on the side while we were playing, and he would watch, and when he would see someone in the front, spitting at us because a lot of times you're doing your thing you can't see who's spitting 
and uh, he would see the people spinning, and he would run out, and he would bop them in the head with like with the stickball bat to give them one warning. Second time they did it, he would jump in and start punching them. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> Corm- Cormac, be honest with us. Were you one of the ones hawking loogies at Anthrax? I, w- I wasn't. I was at the back, and I'd heard that people had done this to a few bands, but Anthrax was actually the first band to fight back, and literally, I think Dan Spitz was halfway off the stage midair when he was <laughs> pulled back by security guards. But the, the show was great up until then. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I still oh, have these. I, I remember, the remember when we were opening for Metallica in Cardiff, and oh, like, yeah. Cliff's bass solo, and so Cliff's oh, on stage, and it's just him with a spotlight, and there were so many fucking loogies. They look like fireflies. It was like flies. It was in insane. The there were there was so many and hundreds his of hair, them. His long hair was just covered just, in Jesus. It was all over his base. It felt so bad for him. And it would stink because you have to. People are so instantly. Then their bad breath <laughs> is in your yeah. hair, and, and it stinks. And in those those days, oh. there weren't showers. Like, it would make me. I would like throw up. It would be all over Dude. me. And I we had no room up there, so you're a dead duck. Yeah, you're yeah. dead. I mean, we had limited room, so the, my my worst one was having my mouth open and right down the throat. Man, oh. that was the worst. Yeah. It was disgusting. It was I disgusting. Mean, it is just. It's there's just in no way, that, shape, or form that. is that a positive. So how I'm just can, I'm how glad can, it stopped. How yeah. can people spit that far? I mean, they do. Oh, they do. They do. Oh, they had it down. They do. It was a gob. Trust me, it was like synchronized gob. It was amazing. <laughs> that is disgusting. <laughs> like an Olympic. <laughs> it is weird when you think about the stuff that people used to do at shows because I brought this up the other day. If you remember, there was a time, which I'm glad this went away too, but 70s, early 80s, all of us going to shows where oh. people felt it was cool to yeah. throw M80s yeah. Yeah. at concerts, like yeah. quarter we, sticks we of dynamite. Too. We had yeah. that too in yeah. Phoenix. I got, I, hit in the, I got in the face for Among Living. I, I left the stage and even sing the song. Yeah, I got a rocket on my leg. I mean, dude, think about how insane that yeah. is. Do you remember that priest show at the garden? With like, the sea uh, cushions? And the, the, no, the, no, the, the M80s. Yeah, and the Maiden show. Maiden yeah. show. Maiden at the Bruce. Palladium. Remember yeah. Bruce coming yeah. out? At the Palladium. At the Palladium, yeah. Actually, Bill Barclay got hurt. He's the yeah. one that got right. You no, know dude, Bill. Yeah, he blew out the sound channel. The, I was at that show. Yeah. Bruce came out and went off at the What's crowd. one of you fuckers? He was really yeah. pissed. That was, <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, and then if you listen to Aerosmith Live Bootleg, which is actually a yeah, truly pop. live record. Yeah. If you hear the beginning of yeah. Lord of the Thighs, you hear yeah. him going off in the yeah. audience. Yeah. Yeah. Same yeah. with Peter Frampton when he does that acoustic set. I tell people that are younger, I'm like, yeah, there was a time where people would from the upper levels throw explosives Perfect. and think it was a cool thing to do. And that yeah. that's yeah. insane, too, when you really think about it. Now that got replaced with guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here is... Um, here is Mike, who's in South Carolina. We talked a little earlier about Charlie doing the Pantera thing, but Mike wants to ask Charlie about another band that he is uh, oh, no. he joined recently. Oh, that. And this is fun. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. Hey, guys. How's it going? Thanks for taking my call, Eddie. Sure, Mike. Go ahead. Hey, yeah. I wanted to ask Charlie real quick about Classic 78, uh, the band, the Kiss sounding band. That's incredible, by the way. Uh, I just wanted to know if there's anything on the horizon. Uh, I know probably not in the immediate horizon, but uh, do you have any plans with them? And uh, I'll hang up and listen, but I do want to say if you're drumming, uh, represent if you represent Vinnie Paul the way you represent Peter Chris in Classic 78, the sound, you're, it's going to be incredible. And, and that's uh, a wide net. That just speaks to Charlie's versatility <laughs> right there from Anthrax exactly. to Pantera exactly. to Peter Chris yeah. covering it all. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, but anyway, I enjoy I enjoy your videos on YouTube. I know it's not class of seventy eight, but we're like John Paul with the the kiss masks and all that stuff. Uh John Five, not John Paul, I'm sorry. John Five. John yeah. Five. Uh yeah, yeah, the the videos, y'all Mr. Speed and all that stuff. Pretty cool. So anyway, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks again and y'all have a good day. Thank you. Um I mean the the classic seventy eight stuff was so much fun to do because it was like, come on, you know, this is what I grew up on kiss so it was easy to to, uh to really you know hone in on the peter stuff and uh those guys are so great i mean tom just wrote these songs and it's like yeah let's do this so um there'll be another one too already we already have some songs uh ready to go so uh look for another one probably next year i covered classic 78 had the guys on tom higgins is who charlie's talking about and if you're not familiar with what Classic 78 is, spelled K-L-A-S-S-I-K 78, it is new music that sounds exactly like music Kiss would have made in 70s. like 78. Yeah. So it's and there's a few records out, and Charlie joined yeah. on the last one. The last and, one's my favorite. Yeah, it's really, really cool stuff. And it's it freaks you out because you feel like you should be... Like it's Kiss, it's but it's idea. not Kiss, it's great, and it's yeah. and my God, does he sing like Paul? Oh, yeah, uh, he does. He's awesome. great. And Ace, and Ace. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's I nice. wish Ace would do that song, <laughs> "Smoke and Mirrors." Well, yeah, he <laughs> might. I mean, he's always looking for material. I'll gladly <laughs> give it to him. Uh, let's say hi to Rob, who's on Long Island, joining us right now. What's going on, Rob? Cashano. Hey, tracks. I'm on with the boys. <laughs> hey, Rob. Go ahead, Hello. man. Go ahead. Yeah, Anthrax, what's up, boys? Psyched to see you guys in Coney Island in August. Right uh, on. Excellent bill, you guys. Excellent bill, you guys put together. I love all three. Hate breed of my boys, too. Awesome. Um, lifelong Long Islander. First seen you guys opening for Metal Church, or maybe it was the other way around, at Sunday out here on Long Island in yeah. 1985. I was 15 years old. <laughs> After how I was introduced to Anthrax. Wow. Do I, don't, I know you guys certainly don't remember the gig, but it was like a hundred. I remember that place. Oh, I remember. You know, I kind of remember. It's it was, funny. We were talking about the Sundance with Chris Angel last yeah. night. Yeah. 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 Sunday. Yeah, yeah. It was just you as hot as the Phoenix. I've seen you guys all over New York. Got my tickets for Coney Island, but I got to say, I'm a New York guy. This place is a shithole now. And I'm actually nervous <laughs> about going <laughs> And, I, and I'm ab- and I'm actually nervous about going to Coney Island, so I'm taking my wife to Ryman Auditorium in Nashville to catch you guys there before Coney Island. So twice awesome. on the. On I thought the you were taking your wife for security to go to Coney Island. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she was just muscle. <laughs> muscle. I'm taking my wife. Is she going to kick anybody's ass who comes here? <laughs> <laughs> but I love you guys. You guys are awesome, Charlie. You are the inventor of the blast beat. I don't care what anybody says. Awesome drumming, awesome guys, all five of you guys together create the best sound ever, and I can't wait to see you guys. Awesome. Thanks, man. I'll see you at uh, Coney Island. Be Thanks. careful out there. Yeah, Rob. Make sure you get. Make sure you. Make sure you bring your wife. Your wife is ready to kick some ass. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> all right, Rob. One more quick one here. Uh, here's Jason, also in New York. Go ahead, Jason. Hey guys, how y'all doing? And uh, good to good to You're from uh, New York. see you back on the air. Jason, are you from New York? Uh, uh, well, I live in Ohio, but uh, I drive a truck. Oh, all right. I was going to say, that is not a New York accent. You're kidding. 
No, I I uh, deliver produce to New York. Ah, all right. Well, Jason, but, what's uh, your question? My question is, if I was, uh, was going to get one of you guys' uh, CD, which one would uh, be the first one to get? If you were going to tell somebody to get an anthrax record who did not have an anthrax record, where do you begin? I think we kind of established that, right? Um, with Among? Probably. Would you say Among? Yeah, sure. Get Among the Living. Because, I mean, and, and a caller made a previous point before, and that's a a, 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 a valid one. Worship music, unbelievable. The, the, do not sleep on the newest, the newer Anthrax records. Uh, I can say that in full confidence. There's a lot of bands that's like, I ah, don't bother with the new music. You cannot say that about Anthrax. The last couple records, I think, are among the best records they ever made. So Thank you. be sure to Thanks, check Eddie. those out as well. And if you want the classic stuff, I love spreading. I love Among. I would go there as well. Um, we're almost out of time. Guys, thank you for coming out here. Seriously, I'm, I appreciate it. And uh, Thanks for having us, Safe travels on the tour. Again, Anthrax, Black Label, and Hatebreed. Well, too much fun with those guys. We could go for hours and hours and hours, and uh, often we do. And I went to see the band play that night, actually, after that interview was conducted at the Brooklyn Bowl in Vegas. Great set from Anthrax. Great set from BLS. I did not get there early enough to see Hatebreed. But uh, great, great night of metal. If you get a chance, that tour's out there for a couple more weeks, two or three more weeks, I think, in the U.S. If you get a chance, by all means, go check it out. Really, really good sets. And all those bands very much on top of their game. So uh, great to have them. And thanks to Zach and thanks to all the Anthrax guys for dropping by my Vegas place. It's great to have that place in Vegas to do this kind of stuff from. More to come in the very, very near future. Thank you for listening to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. I remind you again, everything you just heard and everything you do hear on this podcast happens on my daily radio show, Trunk Nation, live Monday through Friday, new time, 3 to 5 Eastern, noon to 2 Pacific, Monday through Friday, and on a new channel. And that channel is Sirius XM Faction Talk, channel 103. Please be sure to set that as your preset. Get used to listening on 103. Uh, soon you will not be hearing the show anymore on 106. I realize it's simulcast there at the moment, but that will change. So that's why we're pushing everybody to 103 to listen to the new channel. Same exact show, just on 103 going uh, now and going forward. So be sure to note that so you don't miss anything. And of course, everybody else, you'll get uh, a little taste of what I do on the radio here on Thursdays for a podcast each and every week. And uh, again, be sure to follow on social media at Eddie Trunk and eddietrunk.com is the website for info and updates. But the social media is the best place to go for up to the second news, especially uh, Twitter and the Facebook page where I will update frequently on any new stuff going on. Uh, thank you all for listening. Joel Pollack is the producer. I will see you next Thursday here for another podcast. And uh, hopefully on the radio each and every day on Faction Talk 103 starting at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Take care. Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. 
Plan your own music field trip to America's jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.